Today's episode of The Haunting Podcast mentions suicide. Viewer discretion advised. If you are having suicidal thoughts, we implore you to call the National Suicide Hotline or text. Your life is worth it. story. Let me tell you about the experience that happened back in 2003 to the workers at the Wingate Hotel in Illinois. This experience was caught on the hotel security cameras. There's no audio, but we are lucky enough that the audio that was not captured by the cameras was captured by the radio recording of the hotel staff. So luckily, we do know what was said that night. We do have recordings from it. It's just not on the camera. So the night started out as normal back in 2003 for the hotel staff. I don't know when, but sometime in the night, calls started to roll in about the sound of a woman screaming in room 209. Room 209 is located right outside the elevator. So a staff member named John was sent up to check on room 209. This is where our security cameras start to come in handy. Because the hotel room was located right outside of an elevator, we have all the security footage and all the audio from the radios to know what happened. So John gets out of the elevator, and from that moment, we the audience, can hear a woman screaming over the radiator. John exits the elevator, and at that moment, we, the audience, can already hear the sounds of a woman screaming from the other side of his radio. John confirms to his co-workers over the radio that there is indeed a woman screaming in room 209. This screaming is so loud that it's clearly heard over the radio. So John starts to knock on the door, wondering what is happening. His co-workers tell him to not go any further, do not enter the room, do not do anything. They are calling the police because the sound of this woman screaming is the sound of a woman screaming for her life. It is ear-piercing and so, so vivid and so real. John, at this point, is concerned for the safety of the woman on the other side of the door. So he takes his card, he opens the door, and he runs in, only to discover that nobody is in the room. You see, room 209 was completely unoccupied and not supposed to have anyone in it to begin with. So the sounds of the scream to begin with were very odd. As John enters the room and sees that nobody is in there, he's confused. Because what he does see is that the furniture is all flipped upside down. The carpet is ripped up and the shower is running. When you're watching this video, if you pay close attention, as John walks into the hotel room, you see the light outside the hotel room flicker, and then a figure walk outside of this room. This figure does not look like any normal human being. It is drenched in white mist, very ghostly, 
very creepy. And it just floats right outside of the room. The police were called, showed up, and found nothing. No evidence besides the room being completely tore apart. It's probably one of the creepiest pieces of footage that I've ever seen involving a hotel room. Yeah, that's uh, not really a hotel I'd like to stay in. No? I, what do you mean, no? I don't know. I think I might request room 209 from the Wingate. Yeah, you can you can request that alone. That's fine. <laughs> I'll get like another place. It's fine. Well, with all that said, hello and welcome to the Haunting Podcast. I'm your host, Tegan. And I'm your other host, Jordan. And if you couldn't catch on by now, tonight we are doing a podcast, an episode, if you will, about haunted hotels, Ooh. which frankly is one of my favorites. Jordan and I, before moving to Chicago, got to spend the night at a very interesting, like, what was it, a rock hotel? Yeah, it was like rock and punk. It was called Acme. Acme Hotel. It was very rock punk. It was very nice. I loved it a lot. The room was really small, but we were only there for a night. It was, it was only for a night. And it was cool and the bar was cool. It was, was, was a cool. great location, but it gave me the inspiration to do this podcast. Yeah, you were you, were you creeped out there? Always. I am creeped out in the current apartment we live in. It's not creepy. If you're up, if you're like me and you wake up at three in the morning and you get a creepy feeling that you are not alone, it's creepy. Uh, Luckily, that has not happened for you. It has. <laughs> no, it hasn't. It has. You just don't no, want to believe it. Hasn't. it. You just don't want to believe it. No, you just don't want to be. It hasn't. You don't want to be in a haunted hotel. We have a twelve-month lease. Okay, and and it's only been like twenty-three days. Do not start doing this. It's starting it yeah the lease is starting you're you're absolutely correct the lease is starting the haunting is starting what it is haunting? here i've stayed up i've stayed up all night here before and nothing. you literally let everything go over your head you wouldn't even wow like i think am, i have been described as perceptive a ghost could literally pop in front of your face <laughs> and you're like nope it's not there this place is not haunted you're not doing that no i am just um uh I don't, I don't know what you call it. I, I just, you know. Close-minded. What? I am very open-minded. That is just rude. Apparently not to the spirit realm. Okay. Yes, I am. Anyway, <laughs> I have my own story to contribute to this. Oh, you have your own story, sir, who does not believe in haunted hotels? Let's hear this. Well, it doesn't mean I don't like the stories. <laughs> well, let's hear it. The ghost stories of the haunted Reed Hotel in Chattanooga, Tennessee, begins long before the Reed Hotel was... Well, the Reed Hotel. In fact, including the Reed Hotel, there have been three hotels built on that land. And that right there is a sign that you just should not go. You know, maybe it's just good land. No, Jordan. What if, if it's three just build- good land? What it's good stable, land has had to? It's nice. What it good land smells nice? What good land has had to have three buildings put on top of it? I mean. Probably. You don't even know. You can't They're, even answer that. We live in Chicago. A lot of places have been demolished and then rebuilt. They were demolished because of a fire or some other reason. But it definitely wasn't over haunting. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It was, though. Let's look at, like, Oprah Winfrey's. Okay. Let's go back to the last episode and look at Oprah Winfrey's plays. Okay. <laughs> the Crutchfield Hotel was the first to be put at 827 Broad Street. The Crutchfield was used as a hotel until 1863 when it was converted into a makeshift hospital for the Union during the Civil War. This is a big reason why it is believed to be as haunted as it is. Unfortunately, the building burnt to the ground in 1867, where it stayed like this until 1871. Around the same year, Dr. John T. Reed, 
decided to turn the remains of the Crutchfield into the most extravagant hotel Chattanooga has ever seen. They ended up succeeding in their plans with the hotel, making it well-known for its luxury. Described as having terrazzo floors inlaid with marble, carved woodwork, and soaring columns beautifully displayed in the lobby. Unfortunately, in 1875, a flood ran through all of Chattanooga. Devastating. Yeah, devastating. Uh, It always is like that. Unfortunately, the Reed Hotel was not spared. A report from the National Union and the American reported that, quote, a strong current is running through Reed House, end quote. By 1927, the Reed House had seen better days and it was in desperate need of restoration and refurbishing. But instead of a remodel, the decision was made to demolish and start anew. Plans were made and the work was started. The result was a 10-floor Georgian-style hotel that paid homage to its predecessor by incorporating some of the fine decor that the original Reed House had flaunted, the hotel we see today. Now it is believed that the ghosts of the past still haunts the hotel. Many stories of guests staying at the hotel tell of cold spots, shadow figures being seen out of the corner of their eye, quiet whispers, and strange, unexplained light, late-night noises. No. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'm sure it's just a figment of their imagination. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> then there's room 311. 311 is home to a ghost believed to be Annalisa Netherly. The most common story of Annalisa starts in 1920 when her and her lover would rent a room at the hotel. It was said that Annalisa was a sex worker who left one lover for another. Driven by jealousy and rage, her broken-hearted ex-lover slit her throat in the bathtub where she was found. Although this is the most popular telling of the story, I'd like to note that two other stories have popped up. One where the man left Annalisa for another woman and she died of a broken heart, and a version where she took her own life. Shit. No matter how Annalisa passed, one thing is clear. She does not like men. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All complaints of Annalisa come from men who have stayed in room through I wonder why. <laughs> Stories of men saying that they feel watched are common in the room. <laughs> But it's like, could you imagine staying and sleeping in your room and just like, as anybody, as anybody, waking up to the feeling of being watched? I'm leaving at that point. Are you? Yes. Are you? Yes. I mean, you've had that feeling here. Yeah. And I want to leave. (laughs) I've already expressed to you that I want to leave. No. Stories of men saying they feel watched are, man, everybody just read that. Okay. Lights flashing on and off and loud noises late at night are also fairly common in 311. If you are super unlucky, you'll wake up in the middle of the night feeling the sensation of being watched. Maybe you'll even wake up in time to feel the bed shift, as if someone has just sat down. But as you lay, you finally get the courage to look over at the end of the bed, and then you say, here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Annalisa herself has been known to appear at the end of the bed as men sleep. Many have left in the middle of the night, as I would. So, oh, so okay, so that's good. But the feel the, the second I start to feel like I'm being watched, it's a big. It's like well, you know, I, not a big deal. I haven't seen a figure at the end of my bed yet. Okay, and, <laughs> you know and what? God willing, I won't. I have a feeling that if I saw a figure at the end of the bed, you'd still be like, "Well, I haven't seen it, so it's okay." I never said that. That is exactly what you would I do. That's exactly. No, that is exactly what he would do. I don't think it is. So, if you're brave enough, and in Tennessee, 
go visit room 311. If you do, let us know how that goes. L- guys, we have an email address. We now have a TikTok that we will be live streaming from. We have a Instagram now. And a so, form on our website. And a form on our website. So if there's anything you guys want to say, you let us know. Send us a message on our website. Absolutely. Send us a me- message on Instagram. We'll we would love to hear out. your stories. We will give you a shout out. We would love to hear it. Yeah. So with that said, we're going to move on to our last story. We're going to talk about now the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. When Guido Fister, which by the way, if you're in Chicago or really anywhere in the United States that I know of. like a New Jersey slur. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's more of an American Italian slur. If you call an American Italian person a Guido, expect to be punched in the face. Okay, I'll take the word from the American <laughs> Italian I have across for me. Thank you. I will punch you in the face if you ever call me a Guidette. <laughs> when Guido Fister, a German immigrant and successful businessman, and his son Charles first opened the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 1893... Their goal was to be the most beautiful hotel in Wisconsin. It had the newest groundbreaking features. Remember, this is 1893. So these truly are groundbreaking features, including fireproofing, which probably was not actually fireproofed, electricity, and a thermostat control in every guest room. I'm sure they never expected that one day it would not only still be used by many celebrities, including many baseball teams that use the hotel every time they are in town, but that it would also be known as the most haunted hotel in America. Along with the modern amenities to make anyone comfortable back in the 1800s, the hotel also included a formal dining room, a gentleman's club, and two billiard rooms, one for men, one for women. Back in the 1800s, it was not common for men and women to socialize together. Yeah, co-ed wasn't really a thing. Co-ed did not exist. All in all, the hotel cost over a million dollars in building. That was in the 1800s. That's a lot of money. That was in the 1800s. I can't even imagine. That would be like, I don't know, like equivalent to like two, more than, well, more than two million by this point. I would say about 40 million. About 40 million today. I mean, how crazy is that? In the early 20th century, Charles took over the hotel. But after suffering a bad stroke, Charles sold the hotel to Ray Smith, a friend and colleague of his. Ray kept the hotel until about mm, 1962, and he sold it again to Ben Marcus who would not just restore the hotel to its formal glory, but also add a 23rd-story guest room tower and an ornate bar called the I-Crown Room. So by this point, like by the time um, Ben bought it, the hotel was, it, it was in, Ray couldn't afford to keep it up. We'll just yeah, say that It was much. In, in dire straits. It was in dire. It was pretty nasty. To this day, the hotel remains under the watch of the Marcus family. At first, I kind of wondered what made this hotel so, like, haunted. Mm -hmm. 
because there really wasn't any like glaring yeah there wasn't any like glaring like there wasn't anything that like oh like a bunch of people died in this place or there was a terrible accident like yeah like what made this place so haunted what made it so haunted that it was called the most haunted place in america so it actually took me a little bit of research but i came across this person named his name is charles milwaukee Hmm. sevier sevier See, Charles lived in a log cabin on the land that the Fisser is now on before any hotel had taken over that place. It was a longtime resident. It was actually a woman named Anna. She's the owner of the Gothic Milwaukee, and it's known for its walking tours. She spent a lot of time researching it, and that's how I came across the name. It was through her research that I came across this name. It was through her research that I came across this name. And in her research, she found an article that was published on May 5th, 1893, where Charles was remembering his time in the cabin before the hotel was ever even existed. So this was just a cabin he lived on. The It was a cabin that was on the land that he lived on. Right. So while he was reminiscing about his past and his childhood, it was brought up that there was also a private burial ground oh that's always nice i i was like i was in shock so then i'm doing some like research on this private burial ground and seeing if i could find anything of it and there was no like there's no records of this burial ground that i can find but charles i guess he went back to check on like the graveyards and started like digging them i don't know if he started digging them up i don't know how he tried to find them he tried to find them and he couldn't and the uh, conclusion that they came with was that the Fisters had actually moved all of the bodies from this burial ground. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking that maybe it was the people who were unhappy because they were disturbed and moved from their original resting place. And that's the only thing that I could find as to why the Fister is haunted. Mm-hmm. Today, the hotel is still host to many celebrities and it's still clearly very haunted. Mm -hmm. The MBL has a lot of players that go and stay at this hotel and a lot of them have had experiences. So Michael Young, he's a former Texas Ranger, was asleep in his locked room one night when he was awoken by the sounds of footsteps inside his room. Young, who had heard the stories about the hotel already, was wide awake by this point. Then he hears the footsteps again. So he yells out, Hey, make yourself at home. Hang out. Have a seat. But don't wake me up, okay? Which just, <laughs> I could never be that calm. I couldn't either. I could never. If I'm hearing someone walking out, I'm, I'm taking a machete <laughs> or something as a weapon. But luckily, after that, the room was quiet for the rest of the night and he was able to get a good sleep for the game the next day. Bryce Harper was staying at the Fister in 2012 when he had his experience. Bryce had taken his clothes out and laid them on a desk at the end of the bed before going to sleep. So the next day he went to get dressed only to discover that his clothes were laying on the floor and the desk table was on the complete opposite side of the room against a wall. Still good. Still good on that. I'm yeah. I'm not doing that. 
Like you can't even blame that on being tired. Mm-hmm. You put your clothes on a table and the next day it was gone. Right. <laughs> so at first Bryce thought that somebody in his room was pranking him, but no one ever came forward about it. They were all very insistent that it was not them. Carlos Gomez of the New York Mets was staying in the hotel when he claims to have heard voices. One day, Gomez said his iPod. Do you remember iPods, Jordan? It's been a while. (laughs) Said his iPod on the side of the sink and went to take a shower. Well, when he got out, although the iPad had not been playing before... And for those of you who don't know, the iPod is not like a radio. You can't like tune it like a radio station. You literally download your music onto the iPod and then you listen to it. Right. So there should be no reason that this happened. But when he got out of the shower, he heard static coming from his iPod. Again. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. You can't just have that on an iPod. You have to have downloaded music onto an iPod. Yeah, now just take it back too, just just in case. Like I just don't, <laughs> I don't know. So he like changed super fast, grabbed his iPod, and ran out of the room into the lobby before he even put on his pants. That's a good idea. So he like got dressed enough I can't to like this guy. run out, and then he's just out in the. I just imagine this like famous baseball player. Just in the lobby, pantless. <laughs> Going like, no. No, some static was coming from my iPod, man. I'm not doing that today. <laughs> and then the last experience that I have is uh, Colby Lewis. He had a pretty bone-chilling experience. So uh, according to CJ Wilson, Lewis had claimed to have seen a skeletal apparition that shook him so much, he canceled and missed out on a radio appearance the next day and went to the teen chaplain to talk about it. He's a poor guy. He never even came out and said this himself. This is C.J. Wilson telling it on Lewis's behalf. Right. He couldn't even tell it. He couldn't even tell it. It's so creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. Um, Yeah, Milwaukee is the... It's not far from us. It's like about three hours. Yeah, it's really yeah, not. so if you want to go there, not me, of course. I, you can always stay there. I mean, uh, maybe you're around us and it's a three-hour drive away. Maybe you're just a 15-minute drive away. Either way. Let us know how it goes if you stay there. Yeah, guys, that goes for any of these places. If you guys have had any experiences in a creepy hotel, please let us know. Let us know. Let us know via Instagram, TikTok, or you know, like we said, Jordan has, like Jordan said, we have a form we do. on our website. We would love to hear from you guys. We think we might do a part two to this hotel stories because there's just way too many to all put in one episode. But we do hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. And with that, good night. Have a good spooky night, folks. This has been The Haunting Podcast. Do you have an idea for an episode or just want to leave a comment and say hi? Visit our website at thehauntingpodcast.com for this, show notes, and other extras. Thank you for listening and have a good night.